This is a 980 CKNW podcast. A bit later on in this half hour, we will bring you an update on the flooding situation in the province. But first, we are going to talk a little civic politics and certainly no shortage of things to talk about when looking at Vancouver and what's happening in the race in that city. Mike Glasson is a civic affairs columnist with the Vancouver Courier. He joins us once again on the line. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. It seems like every week things just get a bit stranger, a bit more confusing, and uh, more and more I hear from people saying we wish we kind of knew what was going on behind closed doors when it comes to the race in Vancouver. Yeah, no, I'm starting to really enjoy our Saturday morning coffee clutches over <laughs> politics. There, There's a lot of really strange things happening right now, but um, it, you know, it sort of feels like um, you know, Vancouver small ball politics has always been a little bit crazy, but this is uh, really turning it up to 11 lately. So let's kind of go down the checklist, because last time uh, we were talking about the NPA and whatever is happening there. Uh, we chatted or I chatted with Sam Sullivan yesterday to get his take as somebody who knows the inner workings of the NPA. He agreed uh, it appears to be quite destructive as to, uh, well, who knows what's happening behind closed doors. Uh, we now have Kennedy Stewart, who uh, came out saying, yes, he too is going to run for mayor as an independent. Uh, so what's your what's your take on that? Well, um, there was a, a poll that was released with his name on it, uh, and about three or four days later, he was standing at a podium in a suit saying he was going to be running for mayor. So I sometimes you have to ask yourself if these things are not uh, all being coordinated behind the scenes. Uh, we know that the Vancouver District Labor Council, which is a representative group of uh, mostly public sector unions um, that have really uh, important uh, relationships with municipalities in, in terms of uh, negotiating their collective agreements, um, have been spending a lot of time coordinating and trying to figure out how they can run I call them one candidate to rule them all, the, um, the, the, the one candidate that all the sort of left-wing elector organization groups um, can, uh, has as their chosen mayoralty candidate because they want to stop the NPA. And I guess it, the reason why the, you know, the NPA um, struggles have been making headline news is because I think many people felt that it was probably the MPA's uh, at least kick at the cat in terms of maybe being able to form a government. Um, they came somewhat close last time, um, and I think the frustration with how things are going in the city right now, uh, I, I think it's just a really deep feeling of, of dissatisfaction and happiness that's been just where the city's going right now for a range of reasons. Um, and so they want to change, and I think this is why you're seeing this kind of scrambling on the left, trying to figure out how they can um, not be divided. Which is watching it unfold, though, you're right. The NPA could not have asked for a better gift from the the implosion of vision from what's happening on the left if they had only got their act together. And it's not like this came as a surprise that there's an election coming up, but it seems to me like this giant missed opportunity at this point. Well, you know, to do things well in politics, you need people who have experience. And I think that what is kind of showing through is the lack of political experience in terms of organizing. The MPA has gone through a succession of boards over the last 10 years, 
Um, the people who've been coming forward have never run election campaigns. Um, the specific board, I'm, uh, the, the MPA right now, uh, I've kind of looked at the names. I recognize about three or four of them for actually having worked on election campaigns in the past. Uh, the rest of the eight or nine uh, are complete newbies, and they also seem to come from a bunch of fringe groups. There's a, uh, There was one called the Cedar Party. There's another one called Vancouver First. These are kind of like the B.C. conservatives of, of uh, Vancouver politics, guys who can never get elected on their own, so they've gone in and kind of taken over the NPA. You know, and um, I'm not sure exactly what Sam said, but um, he's probably right in that, that you need to kind of maintain unity and being focused, and um, and we are a long way away from election uh uh, election Day and on October 20th, uh, even though it, it feels like it's coming up fast, only 24 or five weeks from now, um, people tend to not really pay attention until after Labor Day. That's been the rule of thumb. Um, and so uh, whatever happens with the MPA probably can be fixed in some ways, but uh, I think they need to figure out a way to um, put, put the whole Hector Bremner business behind them. Uh, I'm not sure how they do that yet. Do we know, is Hector Bremner, he didn't get the nod for the mayoral nomination, but will he still be able to run as councillor if he wants? Well, of course he can. Yeah, he can file his papers and run as an independent. And I mean, But uh, but he couldn't, not for the NPA? Um, well, yeah, I don't, I think right now, I think that the relationship between the NPA and Hector Bremner is, is, pretty soured. Um, so unless there's a change internally in the MPA, um, I don't think there'll be any chance that he'll run under their banner. Uh, I mean, it, there's he's still officially a member of the organization, as far as I know, and um, is considered to be a part of the MPA caucus. Yeah, and, and I have to, not to get overcomplicated, but the, the actual you know caucus members, the members who are elected, are separate and distinct from the board as well. So I'm sure that they have their own concerns about how things have unfolded. But, um, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that we'll probably not, we've not seen the last of Hector. I think he's he's all in on, on running. And what about on the on the, the other side of things with Kennedy Stewart now running? I, I think we'll likely see, would you agree that Adrian Carr is likely going to run uh, for mayor? You know what, um... I was thinking about that last night. Uh, she has been out there putting a toe in the water for weeks. I thing about Adrian is that it, I think she ran eight times in in a variety of contexts. Uh, you know, she ran federally, provincially, Green Party, this, that, and the other thing. Now that she's got her councillor seat, I think she really likes that councillor seat a lot. Um, and even though she probably would love the, the bump in pay and, and the accolades that go with being the mayor, I don't know if her heart's really in it. Um, I've not really seen what kind of vision uh, for the city that Adrienne has. She's typically been a very conservative politician. She tends to respond to what the crowd says more than really kind of leading the charge on something. And so I suspect that um, uh, with so the field getting so crowded right now with um, you know, kind of vision candidates like Shauna Sylvester and, and, and now Kennedy Stewart and um, the Labour guys looking to be rallying behind um, Kennedy Stewart, uh, I think she might um, maybe just decide to stand down and, and run for council again.
Hmm, interesting. Uh, but even so, even if we take uh, Adrian out of the equation for running for mayor, like you said, we've got Shauna Sylvester, uh, Kennedy Stewart, then whoever Vision puts forward. Are, are there is there not going to be a lot of overlap between those three candidates when when voters go and, and figure out who they're going to cast their ballot for? Well, yeah, we're taking all comers right now when it comes to to uh, the mayoralty, and for sure, you're going to see um, a, a real jockeying for position on that side. I mean, uh, it sounds like uh, Sylvester is is planning to go forward, although she did make kind of a qualified statement that you know she would not run if if somebody else um, uh, better was was running. You see, there, there's also the element here of the anti pipeline politics. Um, Sylvester comes from the Joel Solomon, Gregor Robertson, um, you know, class of politics. These guys are activists whose real number one goal is to stop that pipeline. I, I don't really see they have a bigger vision for the city. And this is what I think is frustrating the heck out of people in the community that I talk to. They're just kind of sick of Vancouver being this, this kind of plaything for, um, for global politics. And we want to get back to being a city again, running cities, things well, building housing, um, you know, keeping the streets clean. You know, it's it's um, it's, some, it's important stuff. I mean, it's, it's now, but most people really care about their city. And I think we feel like Vancouver slipped behind. And it's, and it's time we get some of these characters out and really start getting some people who actually believe in the city and, 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 and running. And this is why when you see a carpetbagger like, you know, Kennedy Stewart coming from Burnaby, I mean, it shows you how desperate they are that they, they can't even find somebody locally um, to, to run for mayor. So, uh, you know, I think this is, this is probably a, an election that, um, that a lot of us probably wish would just go away. But it, it's really important um, uh, because I think the future, future of the city is really hanging in the balance. And I couldn't agree with you more in that if somebody wants to save the world, I am all for it and I will support you. But perhaps civic politics is not the level at which you do that, because what's important, I agree, in civics is, you know what, you pick up the garbage, you maintain the parks, you maintain the city, the sewers, the roads. There is a certain job that comes with that, and it is not saving the planet. And this is really the the legacy, I think, of Vision Vancouver. They've really decided that they want to use this as a, um, a bully pulpit to take on the world, take on Ottawa, take on whoever. And um, it's time to end that and get back to running a city and, and making Vancouver live up to its huge potential. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.